welcome to another sort of mini episode, shall we say, of Film for Thought. And this is, as I said last time, our experiment in randomness. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just talk about movies for 20 minutes and yeah, see yeah. how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Why the hell not? Give yeah. you a little extra something to listen to. Mm. And this time, as you can probably tell from the title of whatever we've called this... <laughs> whatever we come up with. <laughs> this, uh, this is the original idea that we had was to have a remake slash reboot of an old franchise and an original idea as best as we can to try and have something new that we would like to see as a film or whatever. And what it appears to have turned into is I have an idea for a reboot and an original and Brian appears to have come up with and I don't know what this is yet. I just no, I turned up and I'm he waiting. was furiously writing a <laughs> reboot slash original. Yes, so. it's a classic series which I am compl- like not completely, but changing enough that I would consider it a new idea, right. not just up, not just a general update. Right. Yeah. So what's going to happen is I will do both my reboot and then original, and then we will end with Brian's... My Rebo original. <laughs> yeah, Rebo original. Let's, let's run with that. Yes. All right. Trademarked. Trademarked. All right. <laughs> As Get is it. the idea, you assholes. All right. <laughs> Get it? I mean, Got it? Good. Let's go. Okay, let's go ahead, Paul. All right, so my reboot, <laughs> I actually ended up giving this away to Brian because he was joking like, oh, you're not going to do this, are you? And, <laughs> and it turns out I am. <laughs> and I had thought of doing this. I just couldn't figure out a way to make it work in my head. So right. I'm interested to hear where this is going. All right, so my original reboot idea was going to be something else. And then I thought, no. And then I was thinking about it. What would I love to see a reboot of and how would I want it to go? And given that this is the year 2015 that this film series, when the second film came out, this is the year it went to, and this is the thing where it's like, oh no, everyone thinks this is the year. No, this is the year. Like, no, this is the year that they came to. I want to see a reboot of Back to the Future. And yes, Brian is laughing right there. <laughs> I, just, I just, I cannot wait. <laughs> <laughs> all right, now. I was, all right, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I, want, now, I keep wanting to cut you off, but go ahead. No, that's fine. <laughs> Now, how I want this to work is I want this to be, like, make it either, make it this year, because it has to be this year, and I want this to be where the Back to the Future films Mm -hmm. were the films. I want this to be basically us, and it's somewhat of a commentary on, oh, look at, this is what they thought the future was Mm going to be, and this is what it actually is, and then someone genuinely comes up with an idea of time travel now probably not a DeLorean um, <laughs> but no. but at some point in the film there would be a DeLorean uh, just cause there has to be if you're going to be rebooting there's got to be the nods and they end up going 30 years into the future or depending on how you want to do it because it could be a two film thing if we're going to reboot it they've got to go 30 years into the past so they've got to go back and end up in the original film somehow. Like, I think they've got to go back, see that part, and end up in the background of that film. And then, at the end of the film, they go into 2045, the 30 years into the future. And then the second film is what we think 30 years into the future is going to be. Because I, I think there could be... I don't necessarily think the third film would need to be redone. 
No. Because that, that would be... Because <laughs> then that would be, what, uh, 1915, I think? Because yeah. isn't it 1885? Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, it would be 1915, and that would be Victoria... That would be just after Victoria-era America. So that would be... Mm-hmm. Just, Great Depression? Uh, just on the verge of, well, World War One. And then into the, you know, yeah, on, that, not into the Roaring Twenties yet. But yeah, so, very, so it wouldn't exactly be yeah. that exciting. Um, but I, I do think that... Marty doing the Charleston? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if that, yeah, that's a little later, but you get the idea. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think that having a little fun with it in the first film in that they actually go back to the, when they made the original Back to the Future and... Okay. They could have uh, some sort of commentary on like them saying, "Oh, this is going back in time." Well, no, this is actually what eighty-five was like, and then turn it into for the second film, our vision for what the future is going to be like. I don't necessarily have a plot, uh, a full plot fleshed out or anything, but that's what I would like to see done if they were going to reboot it. And I do think that two thousand fifteen would be a good year for that because that is the thirty years into the future. Okay. So my, my question is, you're keeping the exact same cast ever across the board? No. No. Okay. No. Uh, because, as I said, the... Well, I mean, the, at any point, are you keeping the... I, I know that the cast has to change oh, due right. to age yes. differences, but no. I, at I, any point, are you using the same cast? I think that definitely, yeah. Could, I mean, it could even start at a 30-year memorial for the original film. And so, like, it, this person is going to a screening where Michael J. Fox turns up, where Christopher Lloyd turns up. So it, it is fully acknowledging that this was a film that existed, and then this guy ends up somehow going back to that. So the first film's kind of meta. Like they're going, they go back thirty years to the actual filming of it. I mean, we could even, if we're going to totally throw reality to the wind, we could go the way of Last Action Hero. And he somehow, during the screening, oh, is taken back. There's a re- reboot. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Blend the two uh, together. Yes. Uh, he's During the screening, he somehow goes back to that. And yeah, I, I don't know whether or not he would mess up the filming somehow. So the film is somewhat different when he comes back, which I think would kind of have to happen. It all sounds like a very cross-eyed situation for old Brian. No, yes, <laughs> yes definitely. Um, but, you know, I, I think that going somewhat meta with it as a reboot and then having a second film be our perspective on where the future is going. I think that would just be interesting and it also might gain more interest down the line for people going into science and people inventing stuff and things like that. It's kind of like the Jurassic Park regained people's interest in dinosaurs like when that came out. So I think it would be fun. That's basically my reasoning. Okay, and I was, was, we were talking a little bit before we recorded, and this was tentatively my idea for a reboot, mm-hmm. and I was trying to tell I just couldn't get the full grasp that he got on it. Like, I couldn't work out all the bits and pieces, okay. and what I had come up with for it was, um, I would just pretty much, like, a traditional reboot, like, right. start over with film one, and, okay. but it's a dark comedy. Uh, okay. I love dark comedies. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I'm so a big fan of dark comedies. So um, I was trying to cast it in my head, and I was like having trouble. The only thing I could think of for Marty, and I think he's a little probably too old now for the part, is the guy that plays Quicksilver and oh, uh, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. 
Oh no, the X Men one. The okay. X Men one. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. You know That's the slow, Yeah, hit kind of him, and I didn't even think about <laughs> Doc Brown. I don't know. Um, maybe uh, Fastbender in there as uh, Biff or something. <laughs> Either Biff the, or uh, Strickland. Yes. <laughs> um, but darker, where like their travel, their time travel has real world horrible consequences, like. Yeah. People dying, people. So that, that it would have to be hearts breaking. <laughs> uh, so it would have to be more like the second one then, where they keep going back and forth. Like yeah. they mm. they have to keep going yeah, because they, they realize. Get enough, yeah, around it. But I thought that'd be interesting just to go okay. a little darker with it, a little more uh, Nolan-y, yeah. Nolan-esque. <laughs> well, well, I I do think if we were going my route, that the second one it, it could go to a dystopian future, like yeah. the idea of this is what will happen mm-hmm. if this. So. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's more than capable of going whichever way the people that make it would want to go. Kind of Back to the Future meets Blade Runner or Ooh, something would, along those lines. That would be a really cool gritty take on <laughs> I like that. Yeah, get Ridley Scott to direct, why not? <laughs> so, yeah, I was, uh, that was the best I could come up with, but yeah, I like right. a little more there. Okay. <laughs> so, what? how about your right. original? So, my more original idea, now, this is taking the idea of Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock, like he's mm-hmm. a detective. Then my idea is that we have a detective who is trying to be a detective in Victorian era London at the same time as Sherlock. It's a film noir type film, mm-hmm. and he keeps getting screwed over because Sherlock keeps getting all of the cases, and everyone wants to go to Sherlock, so he's mm-hmm. about to go out of business. Like he's not. So more of like a, a second party take on. The- the same story is kind of like an Ender's Shadow or whatever, or a kind character of. that inhabits that world. Yeah, it is, is being influenced by yeah. the world, and uh-huh. and I I even had like a Golden Stern or more Golden Stern and what are the uh, Hamlet characters or whatever? You know, they had their own little play. Or, yeah. yeah, you know, it's the, from their perspective. Yeah, I mean, I, I had I had ideas of either in the first like because I, I kind of thought it would end up kind of being good as a trilogy like with an overarching mm-hmm. thing but uh, in the first film he has someone come to him that she originally was going to go to Sherlock but Sherlock is currently busy on one of his last cases mm-hmm. like maybe even Hound of Baskervilles or something and so like come to him and you know he starts out annoyed that he was the second choice but as he goes into it obviously he finds a slightly bigger story underneath as most film noirs go and then at the end of the first one, he runs into Irene Adler. And Irene Adler specifically comes to him because Sherlock has gone missing. And that is the setup for the second film. And he's not only trying to become the new Sherlock Holmes, he's trying to figure out what happened to Sherlock Holmes. Ah. And then that can really delve into what happened to the world when Sherlock left. Because obviously in the books, Arthur Conan Doyle did bring him back but there was a gap there where there was no Sherlock so what happened in there would be the second one and of course Irene Adler would be trying to coerce this detective into doing what she wants him to do like maybe even actually trying to get him to find Sherlock is her idea and all of that so yeah I, I had sort of an idea fleshed out as an overall story and I just thought that that would be a fascinating idea like we don't have now that many old timey shall we say like Victorian mm-hmm. era films coming out and I thought it would be a great way of I mean, people would be interested because you know Sherlock timed and there is Sherlock 
in it, you might even see Sherlock for a minute. I wouldn't have him played by Bender Cumberbatch, no, say, no, no, or no. even um, or I Robert mean, Downey Jr. Or... Uh, theoretically, you could because that Sherlock is supposed to be that time, so yeah, that yeah. one would work. Yeah, but um, it's interesting. Just, yeah, yeah. I I just thought it would be a fantastic way to have a new look at Sherlock because the first one would be happening during one of the cases as a sideline. The second one would be happening while Sherlock is missing. And then the third one would be the implications of Sherlock coming back. So I think nice it would be, work there. Yeah, yeah. It'd be fun to see where that could go. Okay. And yeah, I mean, I actually had this idea back listening to the at Storybreakers. They do a lot of either original ideas or rebooting, things like that. And they were asking for film noir, and then the second they did that, I was like, "Oh, I really like film noir, like detective." Wait a minute, Sherlock. Like, mm-hmm. But this has Just been kind of floating together. Yeah. This has been kind of floating for a while, and uh, when we were trying to come up with ideas for this, I'm like, you know what? This might be an idea for me to get it out there. <laughs> get like, a Kickstarter going. <laughs> actually, talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to provide. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh-huh. All right. So, so yeah. I mean, if, if anyone has any thoughts they might want to put towards that or anything like that then do let us know seriously like we'd love to towards that or yeah or your own you know yeah yeah. I mean uh, <laughs> I may as well throw it in here since I didn't put it at the beginning like contacting us in any form for my ideas or for what we're going to hear from Brian twitter at blokebusters facebook.com slash blokebusters and email blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com no yep There's no second S for that nope. one okay <laughs> yes right. so yes after all that and uh, the nod of approval from Brian oh there, of so. course yeah I'm interested in that yeah. alright so let us hear the um, okay. the original reboot my original reboot <laughs> yes if there's such a thing <laughs> which I'm not creating it alright um, so what is about to come out of my mouth is sheer blasphemy um by and large, I hate reboots. Uh, I think well enough alone. If I, it didn't work, that's great. If it did work, if it didn't work, there's a reason it didn't work. Yeah. If it did work, leave it alone. <laughs> um, that being said, there have been a few exceptions. Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but few and far between. So I'm going to go with, and this is what's real blasphemous, one of my all-time favorite films. Uh-huh. Uh, this would be a modern update of Rocky. Uh, so I didn't realize this is what I was working on because I was trying to come up with the reboot and then an original idea and I was working on the original idea and I was like oh this is Rocky (laughs) (laughs) so not quite so original original, but I found a way so my it's of course updated to modern times not late 70s or mid to late 70s right Uh, so I'm just going to read, I just wrote out this long plot synopsis, so I'm just going to kind of skim through that and uh, jump in where you would like, or afterwards, whatever you prefer, but I'm casting it, that's how my brain works, I have to cast it first, and that makes sense to me. So, starring Jeremy Renner, who, if we don't know Jeremy Renner, uh, (laughs) Hawkeye, um, and American Hustle as the politician, you know, Yeah. um, yeah, so we know Jeremy Renner, and then Jessica Chastain, who's one of my favorite actresses as well. Uh, we know her from Interstellar and, you know, yeah. whatnot. Uh, so Renner is a divorced from Chastain, and he's a divorced father. He's just turned the big four zero, 0 Not too far off the mark, because Jeremy Renner is actually, like, in his mid-40s. Yeah. Uh, so he's um, moving it for, out of Philadelphia, sorry, Philly, into, uh, <laughs> so he's living in a small apartment in Boston. And then, so he he works multiple jobs, not very well-educated, as Rocky right. was. You know, not very well-educated. So he works a lot of... Here and there, jobs piecemeal it together. A lot of manual jobs, hard work, hard labor. Yeah. Um, to pay his child support, to you know make ends meet at the end of the day. 
Um, so, and he's also, you know, he boxed since he was a very young age. Um, but never, uh, you know, first it was his passion and as a potential career, that didn't pan out. Right. And now he's stuck with it through the years and now uses it as a form of stress relief and to kind of hang out with his old boxing pals. Now, w- yeah. would he have originally started due to a father figure or would it be he's just always been fascinated with boxing? Don't really have an answer for that. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So don't really know that. Right. But uh, yeah. So now, you know, it just kind of goes to a gym where he can meet some, you know, some of his old buddies and just kind of spar, spar, spar a while, hit the hit, yeah, hit the speed bag or heavy bag for a while. So then shortly after his very lackluster lame 40th birthday party with his <laughs> ex-wife and child kind of yeah. disenfranchised child whatever um, that same night you know he goes out for a few drinks with a few of his boxing buddies and you know they of course reminisce about the old days of course <laughs> the you glory know, days of course and how close um, I named him James quote The Rock uh, <laughs> Sylvester has a little nod to yeah. Stallone James Sylvester how close he came to making it, uh, you know, as a real legitimate fighter. And so, you know, the next day, of course, <laughs> as yeah. movies go, he hears about this social media contest hmm. that the World Heavyweight Champion has put out there, you know, via Twitter or whatever you want to do, Keanu Modernized, where he's g- welcoming any challengers. And, of course, you know, you have to go through a very advanced, you know, screening. Hmm. If you win, that you are capable, that you have uh, a background in boxing. Is it the old three rounds? Type thing, yeah, or? something, yeah, something along those lines. It's, it's a little bit like Balboa, what they did with Balboa, that sixth Rocky film, right. where the heavyweight champion had no legitimate contenders. He'd beaten everyone soundly, right. and now it's just more of a publicity stunt. Yeah. Um, so, so hey, anyone. So can let's come give a no name a chance, as in the Rocky the original. You yeah. know, give a no name the opportunity to make a name for himself. So of course, you know, he sees this, laughs it off. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And uh, eventually his buddies and even his ex-wife, you know, who still loves him and who still, you know, they get along. Yeah, um, they just come together. Yeah, you know, um, convince him that this is something he should attempt. Of course he wins the contest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so then from there, you know, he trains with his tentatively cast Harrison Ford as his old trainer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and trains for the fight. Of course, loses by decision as... You know, mm-hmm. he would, okay. but makes it standing and yeah. ultimately wins redemption. Yes. <laughs> so that was my idea there. Hmm. Yeah. All right. But yeah. A little updated. Yeah. And it could follow. There's there could there's room for sequels there. If, yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. the right people would want to promote or kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it should go like yeah, the five sequels. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. But there would be people that wanted to exploit that. Oh, yeah. And, you know, manage higher ups with money that would like to see him fight again. There could definitely be a second. (laughs) But I I just thought that was kind of an interesting uh, update on. No, yeah, that. Probably one of my favorite films of all time. I'm so sorry, Rocky. I'm so sorry. (laughs) I I I feel so icky about it. I was just thinking, I'm surprised that instead of The Rock, just have it be. Rocky, like rather, mm-hmm. and, but yeah, I mean, I guess if Rocky didn't exist as either a character or yeah, a film, this is assuming in that, that universe, never existed, yeah, then yeah. yeah, Rocky wouldn't be a nickname. So yeah, the Rock would, mm-hmm. like, yeah. But I like the 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 idea that you know um, the first film was very much him and Adrian 
kind of finding each other. This he's already had a married married. Yeah, young, already gone through it. And that. yes, and he's now divorced. And that I know it's a little bit of film trope. The you know the single dad dad. Um, well, I mean, it mm-hmm. it exists for a reason. It's, yeah. it's a solid enough premise. That, yeah, and mm-hmm. you can. And that and is I know he, he's the taken dad, you know, essentially Liam yeah. Neeson, you know, just oh, sees his daughter on birthdays and you Ooh. know whatever. And Liam Neeson is the uh, <laughs> Liam Neeson is the, the guy. <laughs> there you go, maybe. Yes, I have a particular set of skills. <laughs> Let me cut your eye. <laughs> I have a particular uh-huh. set of skills. I stand here and tell you how to punch. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, anyone steals that idea, go for it. <laughs> um, if anyone is able to write a script from that yeah. that isn't just ripping off Rocky, then yeah, all power to you. Yeah, and just you know, give me a credit, <laughs> executive <laughs> producer credit. I'll settle. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I don't know. That's all I had. <laughs> no, yeah, that, I, uh, come, yeah. I'd really be interested uh, if you have reboots that you know haven't been done or have been done, but you'd like to see go in a different direction than what's been done. No, yeah. Um, and, with, you know, Batman or whatever, or yeah. Alien, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, so if you have any anything like that, like, let us know, and like, or send us your mm-hmm. comments on our idea. Yeah, we'll talk about it on the next episode. No, yeah. And then, also, like, if you liked listening to what we said, as I did say earlier, like, the At Storybreakers guys, like, they do this every single episode. Like, they, they have a whole bunch of these. So if you like listening to us talk about it, do go listen to them and tell them we sent you because they're, yeah. they're fun to listen to. And for those of you who like accents, they are English. So mm. you know, there you go. It's another draw for I like these other Robin Hoods. I speak with an authentic English accent. It's never complete without a Melbourne. No, I don't. Uh, I was. I actually originally sat down and thought, you know. Could I possibly think of a Mel Brooks one I could be reading? I was trying to do Blazing Saddles and couldn't make that. I, I was yeah. considering Spaceballs. But, <laughs> but, I'm glad we were along the same lines. But, but given that he did give the title of Jews in Space as the sequel to that one, I, I yeah. don't think I could possibly top that. So. Or actually, the long anticipated History of the World Part 2. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was always supposed to be a joke. Uh, <laughs> now, if only he remade History of the World Part 1. And that was his joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be great. All yeah. right. <laughs> All right. That's yes. for us for now. Yes, it is. Uh, so I've been Paul. I've been Brian. Yeah.